Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. This is such a wild time to be alive. What a crazy season that we're all in. I do believe, though, it's just a season, that it will pass. I want to tell you that God's going to see you through. You know, we're all at home a whole lot right now. Some of you might be home alone right now. We're home with our spouse. Maybe you're home with your roommate right now. Maybe you didn't even like your roommate that much to begin with, and now you're very sure that you're not re-signing that lease. Maybe you're home with your kids, homeschooling your kids. And maybe at first, some of us, maybe you kind of like this, this little honeymoon away from the normal. Extra time to read. You're wearing them sweatpants every single day. But how many of you know right now, none of us want to be in what we're in. The honeymoon season is over. And if you're anything like me, I am ready for an annulment from this quarantine. I want to get out and get on with life. But it looks like naturally speaking that this isn't going away for at least another month or so. So I believe that we're called to make the most of this moment that we're in. And we're going to kick off a new series of talks called The New Normal, because we're in abnormal times. But what if God could do something in us during this season that could be our new normal in the next season? Maybe before it was normal not to ask for God's help. Maybe it was normal for you to think only about yourself. Maybe it was normal to hide your issues in your life. Maybe it was normal for you not to pray, normal not to worship, normal not to get into the Word of God, or maybe it was normal for you not to need church. But I believe it's time for a new normal. Let's not just endure this season. Let's let God enhance us in this season. Let's make an exchange right now for the way that things have been to the way that God's called them to be, to the who we used to be, to who we're called to become. I, I wanna speak today from the title of my focus, my filter, and my future. You know, in Romans 5, it says this, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And this hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I want to stop right there and just say this. We've received the gift of the Holy Spirit when you've cried out for God's help, receiving Jesus as your Savior. And from that power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of every single one of us who are believers in Jesus, there's the opportunity to not have life as it has been, to have it become everything He's called it to be. There's a new normal for you. And in verse 6 it says this, for while we were all still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for us. So you might be weak right now. You might be weak in your thoughts, weak in your habits, weak in your marriage, weak in your faith. But I just want to highlight that last part, at the right time Christ. At the right time Jesus. And I believe right now is the right time for Christ to show up in you and work in you like never before. There's a new normal for you. It's a life of victory. It's a life of overcoming. It's a life where you're leaning on the presence of God and experiencing the best of God, showing up right now to bring you peace and also to make progress in your future. Hey, let's take a moment to look at that same verse, but from a different translation. This is the message paraphrase. It says it this way. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how trouble can develop passionate patience in us and how our patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. 
To me, that means that what we're going through right now, the battle that you're in right now, is setting you up for the breakthrough that God wants to do next in your future. So instead of just getting through the holding pattern that we're in, why not get a new pattern of holding on to God, holding on to His Word, following His ways, learning His will, and discovering His voice? Don't waste a current crisis. Let God get to work in a brand new way. There's a new normal coming for your future that is filled with the faithfulness of God. I believe that many of us need to make the decision right now that instead of just asking God to change our current situation, we need to start asking Him to change the way that we think, to change the way that we see the issues that we're facing. Because if you can change your thoughts, you can change your life. In fact, Solomon says it this way in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, be careful how you think, for your life is shaped by your thoughts. In other words, take care with your thoughts because they will take you to where your life is called to go. Here's the principle, that what we think about every day has a way of materializing in our life someday. What we're planting in our thoughts today will one day become our future. I actually know this very well. You ever shop for something online and you didn't buy it? but they start tracking you down on your browser. Every website that you go, that thing that you looked at once, pops up in a commercial, pops up in an ad, just to remind you, hey, didn't you think that you wanted this? Didn't you think about buying this? Wasn't this something that you were looking at? And before you know it, it has a way of showing up on your doorstep and finding its way into your closet because there's just something about that constant reminder that ends up becoming a part of your reality. Because what you focus on follows you and you end up following it. You know, some of you are alone in your thoughts a whole lot right now and they aren't God thoughts. They're thoughts of despair. They're the worst case scenario playing out in your mind. And you start to search them out. You start to dwell on them. You start to bring them back up over and over again. In fact, the enemy is great at reminding us of our negative thoughts. But before you know it, they're not in your thoughts anymore. They are who you've become. In the same way, we can actually start to change that by changing our thoughts to start thinking God thoughts, start looking to Jesus, start seeking Him, and we're gonna become just like Him. His ways will become our ways. His thoughts will become our thoughts. Because before you can be right, you have to start to see right. Your focus is more powerful than you know. And when God thoughts become the dominant thoughts in your mind above fear and despair, it begins to actually change your mentality. It begins to build your faith and it will lead you towards your destiny. So our goal today for the new normal is to begin to fix our thinking, fix our mentality, fix our focus and our filter so that we can change our daily patterns and end up being more and more like who we're called to become, just like Jesus. It says in Ephesians 4, Paul's writing to this church in Ephesus and he's instructing them how to live as a Christian, how to follow Jesus. He starts out by saying, hey, don't live like the world lives. They don't see right. They don't have the right focus. They don't have the right filter. They don't think right, therefore they don't act right. They don't understand what God's wanting to do. In fact, they don't know God at all. And they're always going with their feelings. They're never living by faith. So Paul, in Ephesians chapter four, he paints this amazing picture of saying, hey, the world thinks only about what they can see, only about what they can touch, only about what they can taste, and they are fueled by their senses. They don't have any faith, and therefore they're, they're doomed in their thoughts. But that's not the way that we think. 
He tells us that we get to learn to think the way that Christ thinks, the way that Jesus thinks. And when we do that, we shake off all the old of this world and we can put on all the new of who we're called to become in Christ. Paul also says in Romans chapter 12 that we don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. In other words, what you focus on fuels your future. And so if you get the wrong pattern, you're gonna have the wrong product in your life. If your focus is right though, you're gonna have the right future. I love that he puts in there, do not conform any longer, knowing that that had been our wiring and our way of thinking before. But he says, hey, there's a new normal for you. It's not to think the way the world thinks, it's to think the way that Jesus thinks, to start including him in your focus and you'll see him in your future. So we don't follow the pattern of this world, because no matter how hard you try to outwork it, to get up, to rise, to grind, if your thoughts are wrong, your life will be wrong. You'll be producing according to the pattern of your thinking every single time. Some of you, the way that life used to be, the old way, you could hide your brokenness. You could hide your issues. You could hide your drama. You could just keep working harder, have the right people around you. You could hide your vices and your little issues. But now we've been left all alone. We're trapped in our thoughts. Our new normal is to be by ourselves. Many of us isolated. Things have changed, and yet we're realizing for many of us, especially as believers, areas of our life that have gone unchanged. Anger issues that are still in our heart. Bitterness that still might live there. Good news for you and me, that we can change our focus and we can change our filter and we can become everything God's called us to be in our future. Not only do we need a right focus, we need to make sure that we have a right filter. A, a filter is something that keeps the, the wrong things out and lets the right things through. Like a coffee filter. You know, I've been drinking a lot of coffee. I've got a newborn baby at home. It's become the air that I breathe. But if I never changed the coffee filter over time, the end product would get corrupted. It, it would get polluted. It would not be something I would want to drink. In the same way, I believe the Holy Spirit, He acts like a filter. He's there to keep the, the things of the enemy, the things of negativity, the thoughts of yesterday out so that the God things can flow through. But if you never change your filter, over time it's corrupted. In the same way, we need to renew our connection and our commitment to the Holy Spirit so that we can get a fresh filter for what God's wanting to do right now so he can take us into our future. See, you cannot live off of yesterday's God encounter. You cannot live off of last year's Bible reading. You need a fresh filter. In fact, daily, you need to be connecting to the source of life because every time you let the light in, it begins to filter all the thoughts, all the habits, all the hangups that were a part of your yesterday and begins to illuminate by the grace of God where you're called to go in your future. I think right now is a time more than ever with the opportunity to let all the corruption, negativity, and fear filter through. It's more prevalent than ever. So why not take this moment, take this opportunity to establish a new normal that I'm gonna have a daily renewal with the Holy Spirit to filter out all the drama and negativity of this world so the good things and the God things can become the reality of my life. Because if the filter goes wrong, if the thoughts go wrong, your future goes wrong. You know, years ago, Liz and I lived in a little house in Brookside and you know, Liz is great at design, so the, the, the house was really cute and it was awesome. And yet the basement was absolutely disgusting. Like every time I went down there, I felt like I was going back in time, some sort of like medieval torture chamber. 
You know, one day I was cleaning out that basement and it was disgusting because there were spider webs everywhere. And not just empty webs, there were spiders living in those webs. I, for one, I have a high level of hatred for all things spider. I think people that have spiders as pets should be locked up. I was glad that Charlotte died at the end of the book. And here's why. My dad, when I was young, was bitten several times while he was sleeping by a black widow right on his forehead. And it took him weeks to recover. So spiders and turners, we've been at war for a generation. And so here I was, I'm cleaning away the webs. I started to feel like some of the spiders were like on me, they were fighting back. And it was like D-Day in that moment. I was storming the beachhead, trying to eradicate the enemy once and for all. And the next day I had this little pain in my leg. It was just a little dot, but it was really sore. And I didn't think about it all that much, but the pain didn't go away. In fact, later that night, it had swollen and grown a little bit. So I started to think in my mind, all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, I've gotten bitten by a, a brown recluse spider or something. And so when I looked it up online, sure enough, everything I saw confirmed the suspicion that I had. So I took a four hour trip to the emergency room. I got a $400 bill later just for the doctor to tell me that it was no bug bite. It was actually vulgaris, acne vulgaris. We're talking about a zit. I had a $400 pimple. What did I do wrong? I allowed one thought to run away with my heart. I had one issue, one potential problem begin to cloud my mind, my judgment. It stole my focus. It did not have a filter and it led me into fear. I believe this. Many of us are letting one potential problem become a pandemic in our mind and in our heart. I think to get to a new normal, you're going to need a new filter. I love this verse in Colossians chapter 3 from the Amplified. It says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor or act like an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. In other words, when we walk with Jesus daily, the Holy Spirit becomes like an umpire in our hearts. Every question, every issue, every anxiety that arises, He says what is in and what is out. Some of us have lived our life so fueled by our emotions and our feelings that we've allowed things from the enemy to become planted in our hearts. And now is the time for the new normal to get a new focus and a new filter to allow the Holy Spirit to weed out all the lies of the enemy and everything that he's tried to plant in your heart to steal from your God-given future. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says we capture every rebellious thought and teach them to obey Christ. So you need to understand a brand new filter will create a God-planned future. Paul is encouraging us not to let your thoughts run wild, but as believers, we have the ability to invite the Holy Spirit in to give us a God filter so that we can get to a God future. You need to have the right mindset. So what does this look like? This means daily we're inviting God in by the power of His Holy Spirit to give us a fresh filter. How do we get that? Daily we're reading the Word of God. Daily we're worshiping. Daily we're praying with power. If you're feeling low, daily you're encouraging others. You're honest with the God community around you and you're refusing to allow a moment of uncertainty become a prison of permanence in your life. A new normal is a mind renewal project that will set you up for the beautiful future God has in store. I wanna close out our time together with an Old Testament story. It's the story of Gideon. 
Now Gideon and God's people were oppressed by the Midianites. And it says that they showed up like a locust, like a plague, and they devoured everything in the land. And there was at least 135,000 Midianite soldiers. And yet God comes to Gideon, who's actually living in quarantine. He's hiding out from the enemy. And God says, hey, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. I've got a plan for you. I've got a new focus for you. I got a calling for you. And Gideon begins to believe what God says about him. And he rises up in the midst of hiding out. And he becomes a hero that leads God's nation to victory. And at first, he he gathers 32,000 soldiers to walk with him into battle. But God actually decided that's not the way he wanted to win the fight. He he didn't want to win the fight even when it was 135,000 against 32,000. So little by little, God begins to remove some of the soldiers away from Gideon's army, all the way down to just 300 fighting men. And then God, at the end of it all, sends the enemy far from them. And Gideon and the people of Israel have victory in their land once and for all. I love the story because it reminds us that no matter what we're facing or the odds that are against us, that God still can show up even when we have just a little. In the end goal of what God is wanting to do, it's all about His glory. So you might be whittled away to just a little bit left. Your faith might be running on fumes. Your resources might be a little bit depleted. You feel like giving up. But if you can find the voice of God speaking to who you really are, getting a new focus, getting a God filter, you're going to see victory in your future. I believe God is speaking to you right now if you'll be listening, who He's called you to be and what He's called you to do. And you begin to let His words become the framework of your world, the way that you see it, what you allow in, anything that the enemy says that's contrary to what God's word says about you, that does not give you an identity. You find your identity in Christ. And with a new focus and a new filter, you will see a God future. In Romans 8, 37, it says, no, despite all these things, what are the things he's talking about? Earlier in the passage, he says, even though I'm, I'm hemmed in, I'm perplexed, I've got, I've got things coming against me. It says, no, despite all these things I'm facing, all these things I might even be fearing, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. In other words, I don't have to fight these battles myself. I'm connected in Christ. And if I'm connected in Christ, I already have the victory. And how do I know that I have the victory? It's because I know that He loved us. He loves you. And if you've never received that love, you will always be fighting for your own future. But if you today can make a decision, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to secure my life in the love of Christ. I want to see that victory in my future. And from that moment on, God will teach you by His Word and through His Holy Spirit how to get a right focus, how to have the right filter of how you're seeing all these things going on around us so that you can walk in your God future. I want to give you an opportunity to receive that love. I want to give you an opportunity to be connected in Christ so that overwhelming victory in life can be yours. We believe that when we we have a, a, a trust in our heart that Jesus settled the score at the cross, then we can receive that love of God, that grace of God, and victory can be ours even today. And sometimes victory doesn't start in our outside world. In fact, most times it starts right here in our inner belief. 
And I believe for some of you, all you've been seeing and focusing on and filtering in has been doubt and discouragement and despair that right now you're going to experience the love of Jesus Christ like never before. And you're going to awaken to a future of victory in Jesus. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. In fact, if you've never said this prayer before, this will be your moment of salvation. Right where you're at, wherever this message finds you, would you say this out loud with me? You can repeat this right after me. I encourage you to do it out loud. Say this with me. Say, dear God, I believe that you love me. I believe that you're for me. I don't know what's going on in this world, but I do trust you know what's going to happen. So I'm putting my trust in you. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I put you in charge. From this day on, I want to see it your way. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my heart. I need you to filter out all the wrong and lead me to what's right in Christ. God, I thank you that from today on, I have an overwhelming victory because of what Jesus has done. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, maybe you've prayed it before, but you're renewing your trust in Him, I do believe you're just getting started on a glorious future and destiny with Christ. Though there might be a lot facing you, a lot of adversity, the God of heaven is for you. And I believe he's going to show up in your world like never before.